Good evening, godless sodomites. Welcome to the Excommunication Station. I'm your host, Chaz. I'm joined just by Donovan today because Chrissy is on vacation in Savannah and she forgot her computer. What do you think so. she's doing in Savannah, Chaz? Sucking on a peach. <laughs> I don't know why that fills me with such joy, but it does. <laughs> makes me giddy. <laughs> I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right, doing all right. We're doing this early. I think this might be the earliest recording we've ever done. No, so. I think this we did this a lot. Like I think we do this during summer vacation because the first year we did it, it was on summer vacation and we did. It oh super yeah, early yeah. I worked the nights when we first started. Oh, so it's that, like a, that's right. This is a summer right. vacation thing. It's like once the kids, we don't have to wake up. We don't once we don't have to drop the kids off at school. We're like, okay, let's get this shit done as early as we can. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we might be a little loopy for a while with with lack of sleep. Um, oh, well, yeah. then you guys are just going to be joining my club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the bane of the situation. I'm oh, shit. We are your hip new youth pastors. And uh, how about do you have, a, do you have a, anything for forgiveness today? Dear, dear Lord. Jesus Christ, most on high, um, most high. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd like to ask forgiveness. Spe- speaking of sort of that, um, I'd like to ask for forgiveness when I I kind of skipped the cigarette phase and went right to cloves, and it instantly got kind of sick because I had no idea how to do it. So uh, I'd like to ask forgiveness for that dumb mistake. Um, oh man! In, yeah, in my in my very early very early twenties. Give me. Uh, explain to me what a clove is. It's a. It's like kind of a. It's it has like um, um, like the tips are flavored, um, and it's like a very different type. It's like a. It's a small cigar, basically. Um, you're not supposed to inhale wow. it, but nobody told me that. And like, whoa, yeah. So yeah, it sucked. So, but I wanted <laughs> to be a cool kid at the diner. So that's why I almost had a trick at 22. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to my story. It's one yeah. of warning. <laughs> yeah. That didn't last very that. long. Yeah. That, yeah. That that phase didn't last very long. <laughs> good. Good. That's a plus. I immediately think of like some kind of fucking st- like my mind goes to like vampire cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a clove. I'm a bad boy. Well, well, basically, I mean, all the goths and all the all the oh, all God. the punks smoke them. Um, That's the so, reason they call them that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, I should have just stuck with the cigarettes, and uh, you know, yeah, or not at all. Yeah, that might have been a better path yeah. to take. <laughs> the road more traveled. Uh yeah, I didn't I, I didn't find I found out my mom didn't stop smoking until well after she became a Christian. And mm. yeah, like that was a big surprise to me. Um that that was 
that was one thing that thankfully I never hung on to was smoking. Both my parents did like hardcore and yeah. like, everything I owned smelled like smoke. My mom would drop me off at school. When it was the raining, it was the worst because you know, you just smell like a damp cigarette. Yeah. I fucking yeah. I hated that shit. So yeah. like thankfully that stuff skipped me. There was that one moment when I was like eleven where I was like, menthol smells really great. <laughs> oh god. No. Yeah. But that was my, when I was just like, Oh, I'm just a fan of my mom a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, my mom did a really good job of hiding it all. Uh, really? Um, yeah, like she she would do it um, when we were around. Maybe that's why she kind of wanted us out of her face uh, more often. Wait, than so that. that's why you never knew? I never, I didn't know. Like she oh, was, she was a secret oh, smoker. Shit. Like that's I knew crazy. she smoked before she was a Christian, but like yeah. she always did this, you know, I you know, better than better than thou kind of thing, and then. Like oh, I yeah. didn't find out until well into my adulthood that she smoked until I th- I think like my early teens or something like that or like preteens. Um, so that's crazy. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Not not awesome, but like yeah, I mean, like <laughs> well, I mean, like that's crazy. Wow, that's a good secret to keep. Holy mm-hmm. cow! Well, you, you've you've told other secrets that you found out and stuff. So yeah, yeah. being able to keep hide, cigarettes hot, hidden, it doesn't seem like that great of a feat, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think she was like a two pack a day person. Definitely not. I think she was just like, like uh, you know, one when I'm driving down the road by myself, kind of thing. So, oh yeah, like kids are, yeah, yeah kids yeah. are away. I'm gonna go outside. So yeah, she just like cranked up the dead or alive in the car and rolled down the windows. <laughs> You choose whether or not it's Bon Jovi or the band. <laughs> oh. I want to know your name. <laughs> Get over I'm a cowboy. Now I like to imagine she's switching back and forth between that and the band that are alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right round. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Cruising w- with the sl- windows down. What's, uh, what's the Lord got of? <laughs> take off your uh your chalkboard today oh man okay so uh trying to think of a more tame one i guess because my one was like i'm sorry i used my mom's expensive shampoo to jerk off the first time i ever did that's (laughs) we'll use that one that's a good one that's a great one (laughs) it was like it smells a lot like strawberries in here oh my god and every time and now every time you smell it you little donovan pops up you're right. <laughs> so you're just you dousing that. your wife in it. Like, I don't like this smell. You keep getting me perfume that smells like strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling me your strawberry shortcake. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, so Donovan. No. Donovan, I know what you're doing in there. Well, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> did you just walk away from the mic no somebody knocked on the door oh okay i was just like oh my god i offended him uh, no no i was thinking knocked on the door but we're good it was jesus okay <laughs> i don't forgive you <laughs> that was a step too far that was right. expensive I'm not gonna lie. If I didn't, I'm not gonna lie and say that uh, when you did that and someone knocked on the door, I didn't almost shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and Donovan knock knock. I'm like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. 
Oh God! All right. Uh, do you need to go into details at all with that or anything? No, I think we've I think we've covered it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're forgiven. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, right. And this is the Inquisition. Are you excited? Are you excited for the new Flash movie? Absolutely, fucking not. Yeah, I've uh I'm I'm really honestly heartbroken about it already. I I'm, I'm very upset about it right now. Yeah, I mean outside of the fact that I think superhero movies are completely dead. Like I I don't I mean outside of like Spider-Man, the animated mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. um they're not going to get the same amount of money that they used to be used to yeah. get and DC has a terrible track record with movies um outside of that the whole ezra miller thing and then them getting rid of what batgirl um and um other projects and still putting this Mm -hmm. one on and i feel like they just tried to overload it with nostalgia with like michael peaton to try to get butts in the seats um yeah yeah, and try to ignore what who you know, what Ezra Miller is. So yeah, yeah, I agree. With, yeah, everything you're saying is pretty much what I agree with. I yeah, uh, and I watched I, most of the show. My oldest son and I—that was like our show for like a couple of years. The uh, TV um, show. Yeah, the TV show. Oh, I so loved like, it to like season six. I stopped watching it. Yeah, and you know, I think we saw. I don't remember what we saw in the theaters, the um, Justice Team movie or whatever, you know, yeah. and like the one that he was in, and, and you know, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I feel you on basically everything you said. But the biggest yeah. thing that's like, I like the storyline they're using. It's the, they're going after the Flashpoint storyline, which is one of my favorite comic books arcs ever. It's just the way it's written is dope, you know. Mm-hmm. But they changed a lot, like in the comic book, uh, when Flash goes back in time, he saves Batman's parents and Batman dies. So Bruce Wayne dies and then Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne goes crazy and becomes the Joker. So it's like this Whoa. cool alternate timeline, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that, but they changed a lot of it. And Keaton, you know, I love Keaton. I'm So I was stoked for that. But And the guy that directed is the guy that wrote and directed it, Andy Muschietti. He's an amazing yeah. director. So I'm like, oh, I'm stoked. And I liked Ezra Miller back in the day. I did, I'll be honest. Uh, like Perks of Being a Wallflower and all that stuff. I was like, this is an awesome actor. This is a good dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like recently, the past few years, and then the shit that he's been doing and DC and Warner Brothers hasn't done shit. And yeah. he's even in the fucking <clears throat> Fantastic Beast movies. And it's like... Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's the main antagonist in that, and it's like underneath Grindelwald or whatever. But yeah. it's uh, yeah. And then I was on TikTok earlier, and the premiere was last night, and Kevin Smith was there, and so was Jim Lee, who's like one of my favorite comic book artists, and he had a video of Ezra Miller on the red carpet, and I am just, it was sickening to me, it's like literally, it's very sickening for like, cause like reading up, growing up reading comics and shit, you know, like one of the reasons i read it was as an, as an escape from people like him <laughs> yeah yeah 
and to see him portray like a hero that I read a lot and be like, and he he's got the this that narcissistic face where he's talking down to people and he's like, well, you know, this is all fake because I've been a yeah. bad boy, and I'm like, mm, I can't. So yeah, I just wanted to ask what your feelings were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like it, and it's they, on my mind uh, a lot right now. Yeah, they should definitely know better, and they should. I don't know. It's really weird. Like, I don't understand why we're hanging out and, you know, defending people that definitely don't need it and shouldn't get it. So, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was 50 50 on doing that for Father's Day, like going to see that because, like, like I said, like, yeah, I have like I'd so go much see, uh, shit in here and Spider-verse. I got, I already saw it with the other two. Oh, oh well, then <laughs> this guy right here. Damn, yeah, I, I like, I like him a lot, but I just, and the CGI looks kind of shitty, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It looks terrible, but you know, um, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, right now, we need to know a important thing, and that is to pray. So hold the hand of the person next to you and bow your head. And if you're driving, let Jesus take the wheel. Civilization and society rests on morals. Morals rest on religion. Religion rests on the Bible and faith in God and in Jesus Christ. The Bible doesn't condemn any man because of his wealth. The Bible says the man that don't provide for his family is worse than an infidel. According to our standard of gold and silver, Abraham was worth a billion and a half of dollars. David was worth three billion. Solomon was worth five billion. Solomon could have hired Andrew Carnegie for a butler, J. Pierpont Morgan to cut his lawn, and Andrew Mellon for a chauffeur, and John D. to black his boots. America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. America needs to be taken down to God's bathhouse and the hose turned on her. And the time isn't far distant when the wheels of God's judgment are going to go sweeping through this old God-hating world. And I want to take a pledge in this audience to join me in a pledge that you will never rest until this old God-hating, Christ-hating, whiskey-soaked, Sabbath-breaking, blaspheming, infidel, bootlegging old world is bound to the cross of Jesus Christ by the golden chains of love. I fucking love baseball. I've expressed my love for the game in a few episodes, but today's subject was my first baseball love, and it was purposely done by my school and my parents. They recognize my love for the game, but by all accounts, it's a vile sport filled with drugs, drinking, sex, and profanity, all between spitting and scratching of nuts. Uh, I... I got yeah, in the base- I love the Boy Scouts as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing like sitting around your f- fire with your camp leader and then go into the tent with them. Um, yeah, can we talk about the canteen boy skits for a second? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Oh, man. Too real. Sorry, Sorry um, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I got into baseball in 19... 19- 86 when I was five and I watched the Mets somehow come back and beat the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. So many of the men on that team I started to see and idolize and my stepfather stomped all over that whenever he could. 
Anytime he heard a bad story about Daryl Strawberry or Doc Gooden, he made sure to let me know. And uh, I had to take down my, my Daryl Strawberry pictures in 1990 when he had to go to alcohol rehab. Um, now, to be fair, those Mets of the late 80s were literally full of cocaine, alcohol, <laughs> fucking and fighting. So um, I could see why a normal <laughs> parent wouldn't want their kid to idolize these people. But still. Well, um, it was all, but it probably went more so back to like you can't idolize anyone except for Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Cause yeah. you saying that like made me remember my father mm -hmm. too, when I would be like have posters up of like Jimi Hendrix or something. Like I, I was that way. Like I was like, yeah, Ooh, Jimi Hendrix. And then what's what you can't worship him. I'm like worship. I like fucking, you know, all along the watchtower. What's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is a weird thing that I, I only think I talked about in therapy. I used mm -hmm. to have uh, like eight by 10 photos of like my favorite baseball players on my door um, yeah. on the front of it because mm -hmm. my stepfather wouldn't let me close my door. And I would, when I would lay in bed and uh, you know, he would be standing there watching me or whatever. I would disassociate into those pictures and make their eyes move, make their lips move, you know, all this weird shit. So uh those baseball pictures got me through a lot so it was very upsetting when i had to take them down um that makes but, a lot of sense yeah, yeah. and so, that makes more sense too with like uh why you like baseball so much you know oh yeah you, yeah it was yeah, a yeah. very good coping i don't know coping mechanism or something i could oh hell yeah man it's a nice little uh yeah i was gonna say a nice little escape but that's yeah i was gonna say escape into, i know but so. but the but the but the phrasing just is not okay to me oh it's a no nice I... little escape <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, man. No, it's all right. No, it's all part of the trauma and getting through stuff. And I, I know that's not what people wanted to hear when we were talking about Billy Sunday today. But uh, hey, but um, I think it at this fucking point, man. We, uh, by the way, happy two year anniversary. That was two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, I think at this point, people really need to realize that no matter what the content is going to be about, it's probably going to have some shit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we could literally uh, be like Rocky and Bullwinkle special. <laughs> like. Let me tell you about Thanksgiving 1987. Right. I swear to God, I'm not the Antichrist, Rocky. <laughs> my stepfather hit me so hard. Just like. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. So my mother told me about famous Christian ball players and good blacks like Jackie Robinson. And I use that term as my mother would use it. Yeah. Um, the biggest oh. of all was Billy Sunday. My mother ran the church library and she found a found a book called Home Run to Heaven, Billy Sunday. That's a little on the nose. I love these titles. Yeah. <laughs> I used it for my first ever book report. Um, I was absolutely convinced that Billy Sunday was not just one of the great men of God, but was also one of the greatest baseball players who ever lived. Hell yeah. Anytime Billy Sunday ever came up, it was the baseball superstar who put childish things away and became a preacher for God. But, like most childhood fantasies, they kind of fall apart. It wasn't until I was much much older that I realized the truth about him as a ball player, and then even later that, that I learned the truth about him as one of the most influential preachers of all time. 
I read someone claim that he was bigger than Billy Graham ever was, and he was wealthier than Joel, Joel Olstein. What? Which, in the perspective of society, his reach and wealth, it's absolutely understandable. So That's we will, yeah, yeah. We will explore both of those topics, but also a lot more. And as always, some of this will probably make you scream. With excitement. <laughs> and ecstasy. <laughs> Tell me about those balls and strikes. Uh, oh, it wasn't a, until... That's a, bit, that's a foul. That's a little bit of foul for me. <laughs> for those who don't know Billy Sunday... Uh, he was one of the loudest and most powerful preachers of the late 19th and early 20th century. The most fucking animated arm swings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we have talked a lot about the theologies and doctrines that have come out of the late 1800s uh, that are still fucking with us today. Uh, and Sunday may have had his dick in a few of those pies. Jason Biggs, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You may never have heard Billy Sunday or only in passing, but without Sunday, the masculine Christianity mindset might have never come forth. And all of that has, uh, and all of those come with it. Well, you know what? Sunday, I think that no matter what, people definitely know him as a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, everybody kind of knows him as a baseball player, preacher. Uh, definitely so, a baseball player, yeah. though, 100%. Yeah, that's what you know him for. 100%. Um, yeah, you came into this. I know Billy Sunday and all about him. I was like the famous baseball, baseball star. Yeah, the guy from the uh, Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday also showed that politics and religion can live together and be used to completely rat fuck the country. As without him, we have may have never had prohibition and the Eighteenth Amendment. He was also extremely anti-union and workers' right in a time when society needed a power shift in work, much like today. Rat. And he also gatekept Christianity and allowed racism to remain within the church, but openly embraced it with the KKK. Oh, Without man. Billy Sunday, we might have never had Marjo to Benny Hinn to Mark Driscoll. Mm. But let's go back. <laughs> Back to November 19th, 1862. William Ashley <laughs> Sunday was. It's, in my head, I heard, uh, Oh, what a night by Frankie Valley. Oh, what a night. <laughs> dunk, 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 William dunk. Ashley Sunday was born to William Sunday. <laughs> November 19th, 1862. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, William Ashley Sunday was born to William Sunday and Mary Jane Corey in Ames, Iowa. Shit, Spider-Man. William was the son of German immigrants and had changed his last name to assimilate into the culture and changed it to a day of the week, the most holy day, Sunday. Oh, nice choice. Nice choice. Yeah. Golf clap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it might he, he might have not been so big if his last name was Saturday. Oh um, yeah. What if his dad fucked him over? He's like Friday's the best day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> DGIF, brother. Now I gotta become a drug dealer. <laughs> Billy Friday. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, William became a bricklayer and married Mary Jane 
William joined the Ar Union Army, but died only a few months into the war from pneumonia. Mary <laughs> yeah, Mary Jane and her three kids moved in with her parents in Ames until she remarried in 1864. Until the end of that sentence, it sounded like a euphemism in the beginning for smoking a bunch of weed. Yeah, Mary yeah, Jane yeah. and her three kids yeah. moved in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sunday went to a one-room schoolhouse for her first few years of schooling. His teacher was a fan of a growing sport that was big in the Northeast, and thanks to the Civil War, grew into popularity as soldiers played it in their spare time. Yeah. Baseball was quickly becoming a fun game that was cheap, accessible, and easy to play. Sunday's teacher would end class early just to play baseball with the kids, and Billy found his first love. What? Well, that sounds a little yeah. neglectful to their education. <laughs> <laughs> That's no I don't think there's much to learn back then. <laughs> right. You got you guys got math. Now go get in the center field. You got my fly coming. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was like <laughs> Sunday, what's one plus one? <laughs> and then he hit it to him. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> All right, zero uh, plus one. You catch this one. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sundays, you got to make it educational for the kids, you know? Oh, yeah, right. Um, All right, history lesson somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday's is, home life... This is measles. <laughs> 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 Who's going to catch it first? <laughs> uh, Sunday's home life wasn't the best. His stepfather was an alcoholic and by 1871 had had left town and abandoned the family, which left Mary Jane destitute and desperate. Oh, she, man. yeah, it sounds like everybody's fucking life in 1800s just fucking sucked. No, but we got to make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the good old days. Yeah, right. Uh, and she made the decision to put her children in an orphanage for children of dead Civil War soldiers. Wait, wait, which have... wait, that, there was one of those? There's specific yeah. orphanages? Yeah, yep, there, were, there were a number of them. That is super sad. Oh wait, how yeah. Did oh, you, absolutely. How, excuse me. Before you drop that dead, dead, that that kid here, that orphan child. How did his parents die? That one's around the corner. <laughs> I like how they segregated them. Yeah. Two of how parents died. That's fucking nuts to me. Oh, the yeah. ones, the um, ones from murder are around the block. The ones from Civil War death are up the street. This yeah, one's tuberculosis. For oh yeah, tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> you want the floor of three. <laughs> Um, Jesus. Uh, that even sadder, this orphanage closed due to funding, and they were sent to a religious one next. Jesus um, Christ. The Sundays had Bible lessons to schooling, but also Billy grew into a strong and athletic teenager, and he left the home when he was 14 to move back in with his grandfather, which didn't last long because they got into arguments. Um, and you know, they couldn't get along, so Billy left and went on out on his own. I think at like 14 or 15 to Nevada, Iowa. Well, that's so, a confusing name for a city, yeah. I know, I thought that too when I was writing it, but I was just like, I can't change it. You're like, what is it? <laughs> uh, 14 Billy, huh? could you move to a different city that wasn't so confusing for the story? <laughs> right, change your whole background for me, please. Um, he I got a know job what the fuck that provided they were arguing about so much. 
I, I if I remember right, it had to do over work in the field and shit like that. So uh, they were trying to do some. He was trying to do something a different way. And right. He's like, head. you got to go out. And he's like, you got to go out and till the land. He's like, but grandpa, I want to go out to Tashi Station. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> um, he just walked around saying that baseball, baseball, baseball. baseball. And then he goes, like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baseball, baseball. <laughs> Uh, he got a job that provided room and board and also enrolled himself in the local high school. Sunday became known for his running skills, and the big city called for him. Why, though? He was, rec- he was recruited by a running team when people went absolutely insane for any entertainment. And this town, this team was from Marshalltown, Iowa. So, mm. yeah, instead of going to the movies back then, you would go see people run. run. <laughs> <laughs> like it had never been done before. I'll um, tell you what, you ever you y'all want y'all wanna see a ball run fast? Y'all come down to this y'all come down to the field with me. Oh like a like a baseball field? No, it's a field behind a it's this patch behind the old farm. Ball run fast as hell. You throw shit at him, you run faster. <laughs> I I think there was a dollop or I or I listened to a podcast about uh this dude back then that was like running backwards. And people lost what? their goddamn minds, and I like can, he was I... trying to run across <laughs> part of the country or backwards, and backwards? Like people just fucking couldn't believe it. See, yeah, I could see some hype going on. I would definitely, I could see some like Reddit trend going in, like you know what yeah, I mean, like yeah. how that thing went viral that dude that was eating a chicken on a dock. <laughs> I could totally see it happening. <laughs> oh god, uh, uh, that's by, so uh, funny eight... as fuck to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By 1882, Sunday was on the running team and also the local (laughs) baseball team where he shined. One of the biggest players in the nation who was a native to Marshalltown, Iowa, heard through a relative about a young baseball player who could hit and run like the wind. Cap Anson had recently become the player and new manager of the Chicago White Stockings. Oh, got to change that name. Too many men are going to get aroused. (laughs) <laughs> not speaking uh, the, personally <laughs> uh these aren't the white socks uh this team would de- would eventually turn into the chicago colts and then the chicago cubs so this they're different too, from the white socks it's way too so confusing. yeah i know you're confused but other people that actually know baseball donovan like hey, you well, pretend thankfully to. i'm not like married into a family that's split between the cubs and the white socks or anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. Oh, that's yeah. bad, man. You left your blanket over my house now. I almost burned it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan and have been since I was a kid. And my mother's always been a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. And there was always tension in the house because of that. Yeah. <laughs> as dumb as it sounds, like in as much as like there was tension about other things, like it just added another like thin layer across the top I get of it, it. So, yeah, i get it i feel like yeah. i feel like my father tried to do that a little bit with sports with us like he would like try to use that as like an outlet for like aggression to a degree to be like you're fucking yeah. stupid you know what i mean and i just was i veered away from it so hardcore so I, I get like, it i liked the ravens for a little while because they won the super bowl when i was a kid and i was like this is the best hometown heroes you know what i mean but then quickly i was like because the fridge i think was on the team or whatever and I can't remember. Our goose, goose was on our team. Goose, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like really into Tony that. Dude. I was like, this dude's yeah. awesome. And my dad's like, you can't worship him like God. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm not liking anybody anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, I get it 100%. And then Ray Lewis helped cover up a murder. So yeah, that, that was, was the cool. other one. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was an <laughs> that was one of one times I stood up to him. I was like, Ray Lewis is great for the community. Look at him. And then when it came out, I just remember him looking at me like, I fucking told you. <laughs> and he became like a huge man of God. And like I, oh my God, I, he he gets roasted anytime he says anything um oh my God. remotely like about forgiveness or anything like that. I um, had a Ray Lewis jersey till like four years ago. I'm I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> Not... oh god you wore it every time before you and danielle had relations and you would do the dance going into the room god man look here's the weirdest part so somehow i got fake blood on it because i have a lot of weird props <laughs> and i didn't realize it and i wore it outside i was like wait a minute i can't wear this anymore yeah yeah i'm no you'd be like i'm really for baltimore oh my god right baltimore Oh, yeah um that was bad stuff man Sorry. anyway yeah <laughs> yeah yeah anson was sunday's way into the big leagues but it wasn't just that sunday got a chance but that anson was the perfect coach to get billy sunday started anson was a visionary in the game and changed how the game was played anson started using a third base coach which is, which is important to stealing and running bases mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he also started something called the hit and run which is when a runner is attempting to steal a base to pull the defense out of position but the batter is attempting to pull the ball to where the defense would have been mm. this is tactic a tactic used usually when you have your best base runners on base Anson also started using signs between coaches and players. Anson loves speed, and this is why he wanted Billy Sunday. Anson believed that speed wins and forces teams to make mistakes. Mm. Um, I'd also like to put in here, I didn't add in the script, but Anson was also a huge fucking asshole racist. But anyway, um, which (laughs) isn't, you know, which isn't surprising. Right, goes um, without saying back then, so I think most people just uh, assumed. Especially yeah. in a story where Jackie Robinson is just known as a good black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. The, the, oh God. I I have two questions for you. First, yeah. I want to. I just want to dip back a little bit to the uh, your mom's and yours feuding sports teams. How bad did this rival get? Uh, so the rivalry between the teams or between you us? and your mom? <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't like we would. I don't know. It was it was like Would one she of those you up play... with like face paint on. Oh no 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 no! It's no, your no. day, shit. Yeah yeah, it would wouldn't be anything like that. <laughs> it's just like we wouldn't talk when yeah, we get that intense. Huh? They were when they were gonna play. Oof. And like That's we wouldn't really talk after you know. Of course, they won or lost, so one of us would be upset and one would be happy. So oh, we didn't really talk then. So it was it was right, really then weird. It still, oh, that sounds intense. Yeah, we would never watch the games together either. I would either be upstairs, you know, I would usually be upstairs, and she would be downstairs watching it. And you probably were, you were probably worried about like being over enthusiastic if something happened, or like the right? only time I ever was over enthusiastic was. Um, God, it was, it's known, I think it's known as fourth and one. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, fourth and one. Um, that sounds like a subcategory it's, on the, they, hub. They, yeah. Uh, so it was, it, 
my god what year was it it was 1995 it was the day before my birthday 1995 mm-hmm. and like uh the eagles were weren't that good and the cowboys had been winning like super bowls mm-hmm. and they were they were like the, one of the best teams and i was watching it upstairs in my mom and stepfather's room and it was towards the end of the game and the eagles stopped the cowboys once but apparently there was a timeout on fourth and one and then so they had to replay redo the play again mm-hmm. and they ran the same play and the eagle stopped them again and they ended up winning the game and oh, and it, like i just remember going nuts upstairs um when they called the timeout and they made him do it over again and then yeah. when they actually stopped them again and that was like the only time i ever lost my shit That's um dope though yeah so and yeah awkward going back downstairs here's like hey i mean the most uh, and i'm sorry for getting off track but like the most no, no, awkward one <laughs> was uh december 25th or 26th in 2006 late december 1963 uh, yeah yeah it, it was uh i think it was christmas um so it was december 25th and my wife and i she was my uh she was my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were watching the game at my mother's house, and it was one of the only Eagles-Cowboys games we ever watched together. Yeah. And the Eagles blew them out. And like, dude, I had to just sit there the whole time Don't and like face. not say anything. Yeah. yeah, and my stepfather was a Cowboys fan too. And like he was fucking throwing shit. And like he went Aww. into the, his room like at like the third quarter, and you could hear him yelling. And I, I was just sitting there with the biggest smile on my face. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? I don't remember now. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, no, no, remember. Are you talking about the strategizing between behind the yeah. base? Like the, putting your best runners on bases and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I was in middle school, I played baseball for a few years. And this is making me realize how much of a not of a team player I was because I would just be like, I'm fucking going for it every time I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give a shit about anybody but me. Stop stealing. Which we talked You're about. You're too slow. Right. We, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit before how they always put me in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. It makes more sense now. That motherfucker don't care about nobody but himself. <laughs> the bases are loaded. Look, just go, just, just follow the. No. Oh, no, I'm going for the fucking fences. <laughs> a bunt would be good right now. <laughs> um, Anson had Sunday tryout for the team, and he made it into the major leagues in 1883, but he didn't play very well. He only made it into 14 games with 13 hits and 18 strikeouts. Um, stolen bases weren't kept as an official statistic and until 1886, but Sunday's speed kept him on the team and in Anson's good graces. Anson even put together a 100-yard race between Sunday and the team's starting first baseman and one of the fastest players on the team. Sunday won over won by over 10 feet. Because of the way he, like, hangs his arms when he talks, I imagine that's how yeah. he runs, too. His <laughs> arms at his side, shoulders back. Just like... Yeah, and just, like, Steven, Steven Seagal running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then every time they if you've never seen Steven Seagal running, uh, just pause this and just Google Steven Seagal running and just watch watch a couple video. We have our uh, new TikTok together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shoulder shimmy. <laughs> during this time, the vice of drinking was a major national concern. 
drinking water was not a common thing like it is today crazy uh, the the founding fathers were all alcoholics <laughs> um as the country became more modernized women in their position in society had shifted and they were sick and tired of their husbands being blitzed 24 7 dying young from alcoholism the physical abuse that came along with alcoholism spending the paycheck on booze or just abandoning the family the movement to outlaw alcohol and its consumption was led by women and religious leaders mm. the temperance movement is going to be a big plot in this story and billy sunday's claim to evangelical fame one of our first evangelical influencer culture warriors oh shit <clears throat> dude what a way to put that in perspective Damn, mm -hmm. yeah when you think of this guy this is this is it um there was also a major societal pushback against the temperance movie movement, and that also involved baseball. Right as Sunday entered professional baseball, the American Association of Baseball Clubs was being formed, and they were the anti-Puritan Sports League. What? They allowed the selling of alcohol at their games and even played games on Sunday. Wait a minute. Two things the National League did not allow. Are you telling me that this is the main difference between those two leagues? Yes. Oh, and they they uh, there was a pricing difference in the tickets and what they played their players. So the American so, and the and the National League is this the ones that are still around? No, no. Okay. Um, the National League, yes. The American League, no. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. The. Uh, where are we? The team uh, that Billy Sunday was on, the White Stockings, was not full of dry players or players who uh, who didn't drink. Um, the players that would drink would be called wet. Um, and that infuriated Cap Anson, who believed that the team's poor place in the standings was because of the team's drinking and partying. So Sunday was one of the few players who did not drink or play cards or fuck around. Because he was the too team... busy practicing out in the field, running in circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all he did. Billy, We're... just go run around. <laughs> Coach, what do you want me to do? <laughs> see that tractor? I don't want to see it because I want you to be a blur around it, Billy. <laughs> We're gonna start calling you the Flash, Billy. <laughs> this is the origin story of the flash this is, this is where they got the source material yeah. um this is the person that elzura based his whole character on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he became a character actor he went to method <laughs> um the team also became wet versus dry um oh this was a, a club became a clubhouse issue anson and the owner albert g spaulding you might know that name spaulding if you play sports Never heard uh of uh, ba uh basketball i was, I was, I was joking uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay uh <laughs> i don't know uh me no i understand <laughs> yeah um we uh they both wanted to rid their club of wets uh spalding and <laughs> you wet boy come here <laughs> get over here oh I'm get that wet of, ass over here oh i'm thinking of beverly marsh's dad and i'm just uncomfortable because <laughs> you're like you wet boy <laughs> Let me check you, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Spalding and Anson uh, both also were the first two people to see value in spring training. 
Anson had a rigid regiment on and off the field. Um, in, uh, but again, Sunday was one of the few players who followed Anson's rules. Anson believed that dry players were faster, more athletic, and would win. Uh, that makes um, sense, right? Not no, because we're gonna we'll get into it. Uh, like why this didn't work. Um, uh, Sunday was given another contract in the eighteen eighty five season, but Anson had moved from being against drinking to making it a rule. Every player had to sign a drinking abstinent pledge. Sunday was no doubt first in line. <laughs> Sunday said of his playing years and drinking, quote, I can't wait to hear this. I never drink much. I know I was never drunk, but four times in my life, I never drink whiskey or beer. I never liked either. I drink wine. When I went to the saloons with my teammates, I would take lemonade or sarsaparilla. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh man, Sesperilla, lemonade, or perhaps an Arnold Palmer or two. <laughs> Never a Long Island, always an Arnold Palmer. Uh, if you're a sports fan, every team has a player who doesn't get a ton of playing time, but when he gets in there, he's going to be entertaining or sort of a spark plug. This would have been Sunday. He only played in 46 games in 1885, but fans would show up early to watch Sunday and his incredible speed to snag fly balls in the outfield. <laughs> they would go nuts when he would get in the game and would steal a base. I'm just literally just imagining this fucking shimmy shoulder and running. He <laughs> 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 makes that noise when he runs like a fucking car. Exchanging <laughs> 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 gears. <laughs> 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 I go extra fast now. Um, <laughs> you hear him? Yeah. I, I swear to God, that kid's changing gears out there. <laughs> uh, towards the end of the 1885 season, Anson found a professional sprinter, someone people were paying to come see their speed. Um, Anson set up a 100-yard dash between Sunday and the runner. <laughs> Yeah. So, can you imagine this going on today? It sounds like something at recess. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, no Sunday... that kid over there, that's the fastest. Oh, you want to come at me? I'm the fastest <laughs> runner out here today, baby. What do you want to put on the line, huh? You got some Swedish fish? <laughs> you started too quick. You didn't wait till the end of three. Your toes were over the line. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday beat the runner by three feet. Chick Chicago won the National League pennant that year, which I is I feel horrible for that guy that was a professional sprinter that everyone came to see, then some random <laughs> kid from Iowa beat by three feet. My life is ruined. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my house. My wife is gonna leave me. <sighs> this fucking coordinator. <laughs> there was a Jerry Seinfeld bit that was like, uh, how do you explain getting second place in like a race in the Olympics? It was like the talent, the time between the two is like from now to now, now to now, now to now. It was just like <laughs> well, greatest guy in the world. Never heard of you. Yeah. Well, three feet's a difference. That guy's a yeah, piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he got booed off the field. Right. Um, Anson and Spalding credited their success to their abstinent pledges. Oh, yeah. Uh, the owner of, of Chicago. And the American Association Championships, the St. Louis Browns, decided to play a championship series between the two teams. Uh, 
This was sort of a World Series, but it was tainted by terrible play by both teams, controversial calls, four different cities hosting a game, and no real clear winner. What? This, to start off the series, Chicago star George Gore was suspended for drinking prior to the series. <laughs> Sunday <Sue> replaced. <laughs> Uh, Sunday replaced Gore in center field for the series. God damn it, Billy. Stay still. Stop running in circles. (laughs) (laughs) Billy, can you even hear me? (laughs) The first game was called because it was too dark. They didn't have lighting back then for, you know... They should have played the game a little earlier, but how do you the test game, that? Game... You just start throwing balls in the field. Can you see this one? Like, oh. <laughs> There's always that one guy. Um, it's Billy. He's they just hire guy. somebody to take it to the face each game uh, to see uh, see if it's too dark. Um, yeah. uh, see that game one. Two... We know. Uh, game two was forfeited to Chicago because St. Louis pulled their players off the field because of terrible calls by the umpire. Oh, it wow. got so bad, fans stormed the field, and the umpire from his hotel room declared the loss for St. Louis, and then he skipped town. <laughs> you guys keep it up. I'm going to fucking call it from up here, out this window. <laughs> Yeah, he had to escape when the fans left the storm the field and then he went back to the hotel, called it, gave the game to Chicago, and then he was just he was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here before I die. Um, that's absolutely insane. <laughs> I love it. That sounds like something from Chicago. Uh St. Louis won the next two games, but during game three of the series, another terrible call by a home team umpire and rage Billy Sunday. Sunday ran out of the dugout with his fist clenched and ready to <laughs> ready to punch the umpire right in the mush. Uh, another teammate tackled Sunday before he could make it to the umpire. How fast was that motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's one guy on the team that's on reserve just to catch Billy if he goes out of line. <laughs> he sits right oh, next God. to the dugout gate. <laughs> He's going. <laughs> I only got his shoestrings that time. I'm so sorry. He he kicked it in a second. <laughs> He's just knocking out umpires left and right. Um, Holy shit! With those with the flat the Stephen the, arms. <laughs> the penguin flaps. Um, the series it. <laughs> the series. You know, he was running to the umpire. He's like. Mirr, mirr. Um, the the series ended in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati with each team having a record of 3-3 and 1. The seventh game was considered a winner-take-all, but this is disputed as well. Oh, Sunday man. ended the series with a respectable 273 batting average, four RBIs, and didn't really make injuries. a sing. What's that? Really bad injuries. Yeah. <laughs> he broke five ribs. Yeah. You're reading that wrong, Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> RBIs. Uh, he didn't make a single error in center field. Um, he also beat the he also beat out the Browns' fastest runner in a hundred yard dash race. What are they doing? Are they just setting it up before and after the fucking game? They're yeah. Like, hey, hey, get your freak out here. Look at ours. 
<laughs> Billy, Billy. Mm. No, Billy. Wait, 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 Billy. Sit right here for a second. You didn't start yet. <laughs> no, you, no, you're idle, remember? <laughs> Seriously, if anybody wants from the dollop ever hears this and, and wants me to do a story, I'd love to do one on the eight in the eighteen eighty five World Series. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's a lot of shit going on. Sorry, Siri went off. No, you're not. Don't be on it. Every time you say um, series. <laughs> yeah, it's going off. Oh, my God. Now it's playing a song. <laughs> what is it? Okay. Uh, Allison by Jonah Montrana. Um, what? <laughs> this singer, songwriter guy. Uh, he was in this band, uh, Online Drawing and um, New why? and Originals. So why, but why Gratitude. Do I don't that? know. I think it's the first song on my in my list of songs if you go alphabetical because it's A dash L dash. Anyway, mine's Saint Elmo's Fire. <laughs> I'm sure it is. No, it's the first song on in in anything on here. So, uh, anyway, um, uh, the eighteen eighty six season was a disappointment for Sunday. He barely played due to an to injury and poor play and missed the end of the season, the pennant race, and then the next World Series, quote-unquote, against the St. Louis, Louis team again due to an eye infection. Oh, Jesus. While his eye oozed from what I can only imagine an immense amount of feces he rubbed into it, Chicago, Chicago lost four games to two against St. Louis. I got doodle eyeballs. <laughs> That's like a pink guy. Um, Spalding and Anson were so obsessed by this time with their players drinking and what they did after hours. Spalding hired private investigators to look into his own players and follow them around. Yikes. Sunday was one of the few who were found in good standing of the owner and the manager. <laughs> Every time they, the private guy, they he would he'd report back like yeah. After he left the field, he would just go to like an empty actual field and just start running <laughs> <laughs> until the sun came up, and then he would just sit and then walk away. <laughs> but he would just be He's making these noises the whole time. This this light keeps coming on. What? Oh my god! What the fuck just happened? Stop! Oh my god! My Siri keeps going off. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, his his check engine lights keep going off because he needs an oil change. <laughs> he keeps going bing, that, bing, bing. <laughs> that check engine light came on when that eye infection popped up. Um. No, that was his hyper fluid light. <laughs> <laughs> um, around the same time, Sunday found a love interest. Billy Sunday fell in love. Oh boy! Ooh, um, as well as <laughs> <laughs> along with his love of the church, and uh, both were found at Jefferson Park Presbyterian Church in Chicago. Sunday met Helen Thompson at the church and quickly grew close to her and her family. His first um, question was, uh, how do you feel about running? <laughs> like, it's, it's fine, I guess. All right, do you want to get married? 
Um, back on the team, though, Spalding was sick of the drinking, and he sold off one of the league's best players, Michael King Kelly, and replaced him with Billy Sunday. Sunday couldn't fill the shoes and was injured for over a month in the second half of the season, and the team finished in third. This was a massive mistake for Spalding, and Billy Sunday was nothing more than a role player and never be able to fit in to be be a star. Um, mm, nope. Yeah, this wasn't. Yeah, this wasn't the first time it happened where they sold off players and it completely decimated the team. In the summer of 1887. Sunday spent his free time getting to know his love interest, but also going to the YMCA <laughs> and Sunday schools and listening and teaching as well. If you remember in our, I believe it was the episode 37, Raptor Anxiety 2, uh, Dwight L. Moodin was running these YMCAs in the city of Chicago. Um, uh, during the summer, he publicly claimed his salvation and service to Jesus. In the offseason, he also enrolled in Evanston Academy to get an education in the Bible, and he proposed to Thompson. Um, Chicago also sold Sunday to the Pittsburgh Alleghenies, mm. who would become the Pirates a few years later. Mm. The team was filled with drunks, and they weren't very good. Absolutely Sunday names. would bring <laughs> the Alleghenies. Um, oh, later on. That's a bootlegging. The pirates. That, that's oh, the I pirates. Mean. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Alleghenies. Yeah, I guess that works too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sunday would bring maturity to the team. He was great at defense, decent mm. at hitting, and tore up the league in steals. Though, I bet. Um, um, injuries kept him out of the lineup uh, through his time in Pittsburgh, and but in September 1888, Sunday married his fiance Thompson. Mm. So sweet. Uh, the 1980 baseball season was an absolute clusterfuck around the league. Uh, the National League capped the players' salaries while the owners reaped all the benefits of exploiting sports players. Mm. Also, back then, once you signed with a team, you were more or less property of that team, even if your contract ended. What? By the end of 1889, the players had had enough. Instead of going on strike, the players... Under uh, under the brotherhood of professional baseball players, formed their own teams in something called the Players League. Oh snap! This this was the first attempt by baseball players to unionize. They set up teams in every major city that the national that the National League had a team. Billy Sunday became the vice president of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Brotherhood. Despite being the in the naming, br- just sounds sinister. Bad, yeah, it does. But <laughs> but really, it's just despite Billy Sunday running in circles in an office. <laughs> uh, despite being in the Brotherhood, he promised the owner of the National League Pittsburgh team he would be back. Then he got cold feet and signed with the Players League Pittsburgh team. What Sunday went back home for the winter and spent most of it with his wife and at the YMCA where he had a battle over his conscience. He went back to Pittsburgh, canceled his contract, and went back to the owners in the National League and became a scab. Man, so this guy doesn't care about personal relationships. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I gotcha. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to do exactly what you want. Psych! (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, really sucky. Uh, he played that year uh, with only a handful of actual pros, and the rest were scabs. And by the end of the year, their record was 23 wins and 113 losses. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm hearing this 23 wins <laughs> better than 22. Uh, son, can you imagine being one of those 23 losses that are like one of the being one of the teams that lost to them? Um, it was probably one of the fucking uh, they were all technicalities, like the one getting fucking chased out of Chicago. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> it's too dark, we win. We were ahead. Um, exactly. That kind of shit. And they're scheduling the games at like seven at night just to make sure they get, or like eight at night to make sure it gets dark enough. So they only play like a couple it's, innings. It's a, it sounds like a professional bad news bears or something yeah, like absolutely. that. Where, where they're just fucking with the field to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> fucking little They just giants. need one bad boy on a, on a moped. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. And, and one badass girl that can throw a fucking curveball. Yep. Oh wait, um, don't that's forget, all they're missing. Don't forget the one kid that uh, whose parents are never around, but you have to convince the parents to let him play. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the little racist kid. Yeah. And turns up turns out to be Rorschach. Or no, no, no. That was who played Rorschach. That was him. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, J- James Earl Haley. Yeah, that's it. Um, Freddy Krueger. That's my Freddy. That's my. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Sunday was one of the only bright spots, but when two thirds of the players uh, leave the league and you're basically in the minor leagues again, you better shine. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies were in the race for the pennant and needed a player like Sunday, and Pittsburgh was in financial disaster. Mm. Pittsburgh traded Sunday for a thousand dollars in cash and two minor league players, but Sunday didn't help, and the Phillies finished third. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. This would be the last season of Billy Sunday's baseball career, but also the last and only year that the Players League would be in existence. So that uh, that's folded, and the owners essentially bought off investors of the Players League and collapsed. And it collapsed. Uh, Major League Baseball players would live under the thumb of their owners for the next seventy-five years until the Major League Baseball Players Association was formed in 1966, and they got a union. MLB, baby. um, Yeah. Uh, Sunday did sign a three-year contract with the Phillies prior to this, and but while back in Chicago over the winter, he spent most of his time again with his wife and at the YMCA in Sunday school. We come to the YMCA all the time, and all you do is spend (laughs) time in the showers. (laughs) <laughs> it's my that's where they need to help it's where i go to think i come here and i'm like <laughs> i can't think about this gotta take a shower <laughs> he's just running he turns all those shower heads on and he's just running around in the circle to get underneath all of them yeah like, every, car wash every time billy comes in you think he has his bluetooth speaker and all he does is play working at the car wash <laughs> he's over there just scrubbing and, all you guys, and work and work <laughs> <laughs> and the kid that was supposed to catch him is just dumping soap on him while he runs by him. So right, the private investigator. <laughs> yeah. Um, as his star for whatever it was was failing in baseball, his star in the evangelical world was going on the rise. He headed back to Philadelphia in the spring of 1901 
talked it over with his teammates and management and got his release from the Phillies so he could pursue his dream of being an evangelical preacher. So he's like a backwards uh, Fresh Prince because he went back to Philly. Yes. Yeah. Going to Bel Air. Yeah. And he has no conviction in his word. This is like the second time he went back on what he said he was going to do. So, but anyway, a man who constantly goes back on his word sounds like a man of God to me. A man of character. Uh, Between being let go, between (laughs) being let go from, what's that? What's that? Uh, oh, it's it's made me think of uh, oh, brother, where art thou? He's bonafide. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that movie in so long. I love Uh, when. When uh when I met my brother for the first time, uh, mm-hmm. like when we found out about him, we finally got together. Mm-hmm. I brought him a cop, a DVD copy of Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and gave it to him. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what was his reaction? Uh, he just laughed uh, after horrible. we got done hugging and crying. Um, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful, man. That's fucking great. Yeah. Why don't you ever see those on the PBS documentaries? <laughs> we were interviewed by uh H well it's a H Y Y or NPR. Really? Out here That's for awesome. yeah, we had a little snippet on NPR or something. We should um, share that, man. No, it's all right. Uh, that's all my right. family. Uh, all right, we can cut that. Yeah, down. snarf. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can keep it in. It's fine. It's a good. It's a. It's a weird story. So, I got you, um, I got but you. uh. Uh, between being let go from the Phillies and coming back to Chicago, he was offered a contract from from Cincinnati for what is said to be five hundred dollars a month. Don't know if that's true or not, but he turned it down. This well, was then, always lot, a, right. That would be a lot of money. I mean, a decent amount. Um, uh, this this was always such a huge point when he went to be a preacher. And then a legend for Christians oh, that he, that turned, he down. turned down this money to make just $80 a month in Chicago. Mm. Um, but the reality is he had already made up his mind by the time Cincinnati called him. He left He left more security, uh, even if it was for more or less, less money, I don't know, um, in the three-year contract in Philadelphia, um, which was a good club at the time compared to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Um, to play a one-year contract on a worse team. It doesn't really make sense for him. Uh, the point that I'm making is the contract issue is way overblown. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know. If I'm going into playing baseball, I want a three-year contract over one year. Um, so, but uh, the biggest point that was pushed on me as a kid, besides that Sunday was some sort of Bobby Bonilla, hey. um, was that he s- sacrificed a game he loved a game he was amazing at and a game he could have made millions playing. Yeah. The truth is far from any of this. Mm-hmm. Sunday was a good to decent baseball player. He couldn't hit for power, so he wasn't a home run guy. He was fast and good at stealing bases, but his hitting was average at best. Mm-hmm. Sunday was injured and on the bench for almost more games than he played in his baseball career. Uh, there were roughly 994 games that he was in his career, and he only played in 490 or 499 of them. Chess, so, never tell me the odds. 
<laughs> so his time in the league, he only played half the games almost. So um, right. many people felt uh, that if he wasn't a pet of Cap Anson, he would have been regulated to the minors in the dump heap of broken baseball dreams. You know, the, all of but, this, uh, <clears throat> the talk of him giving up everything for Christ because he could have been a bigger person if he if he wanted to be reminds me of one little guy who liked to say, if I really wanted to be, I could be as big as anybody else. But I want to be a man about Christ. <laughs> Amen, Carmen. Yeah. Uh, second, let's talk about the money. Even the mm. best players made less than the minimum major league contracts for the worst player today. Uh. Ty Cobb, possibly the best baseball player of all time, in 1913 made $12,000 a year which is just over $300,000 in today's money Man, Sunday would have made a comfortable living for a short amount of time in baseball if he would have taken the contract with Cincinnati but already made the bulk of his money in his lifetime earnings already in baseball um, between the slumping stats and injuries and influx, influx of new talent Sunday might not have earned much of anything after the three-year contract he signed in philadelphia if he had even made it those full three years mm. so um uh the biggest bullshit pile of this story is that sunday sacrificed and sacrificed a game that he loved sunday gave his 10 reasons why he left baseball and it seems to me that sunday not only hated the game didn't think much of his teammates and hated the fucking fans. Mm. Billy, if you please, I'd like you to give your thoughts on why you left the baseball game behind. Mm. Well, uh, because one, it is a life which has an undesirable future. Yes, getting paid to play a game is such an undesirable prospect. <laughs> Because it develops a spirit of jealousy and selfishness, only one's whole desires are for personal success, regardless of what befalls others. This makes very little sense to me, or maybe I don't understand baseball uh, as a whole, but it also reeks of jealousy of lack of talent. Because it tends to indolence, as shown by the fact that few use the five months of unemployed time for study and self-improvement and preparation for future pursuit. Baseball players during this time spent their off-season working other jobs. Players didn't go on long-ass vacations to private islands. They didn't make money, so they went back to work on the railroads and slaughterhouses. And they all didn't go back home and go to college or join the church, Billy. Or, because it is better to benefit mankind than to simply amuse them. This is some elitist bullshit, but also a mat matter of definition, especially when Sunday wouldn't have been effective without amusing the masses, nor uh, he would have been a success as a preacher if it wasn't for baseball. Oh, yeah. Five, because after one attains to a certain standard of efficiency, there is no more room for development. Because he can't say, I couldn't improve my game any more than it had already come. 
Uh, this this sounds like either a quitter or someone making excuses for their abilities, or again jealousy, but maybe some resentment uh, because people like King Kelly could be drunks and be amazing at the game, but Billy was so sober but couldn't make it a season without being injured. If I wanted to, I could be just as good on whiskey or, or anything else. <laughs> you should see me on Mad Dog 20. I go crazy, man, but I don't like the taste of it, so I don't do it. Plus, Jesus said not to. Because it six. You should, you should see him hit on the Arnold Palmer's, baby. <laughs> man, someone, one time, someone spiked one of my Arnold Palmies, and I was having a bad day, man. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so I got the eye infection. <laughs> just kept scratching my butt <laughs> uh, six because it does not develop one for future usefulness as illustrated by the fact that many expo players are engaged in the saloon business saloon business <laughs> uh, this reflects Sunday's anti-drinking mindset and more disdain for his teammates <laughs> those fucking scoundrels <laughs> those fucking heathens and sodomites um, because yes, yeah, sodomites that's definitely a word this motherfucker uses yeah uh, because it is a life in which morality is not an essential to success one might be a consent one might be a consummate rogue and a first class ball player this is totally my idea but I think that he made a hell grudge against the Chicago team that could have been a long term championship team that he could have coasted on, but instead the stars wanted to drink and thus ruin the future of the team and eventually <laughs> sent him to Pittsburgh. Your bullshit ruined it for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe his owners and coach shouldn't have been such asshats and let the team thrive in what they were already doing. Um, but that's just me. You're right. And try to live their life. No, it's an investment. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jerry Seinfeld. He's bringing it. No, I paid for this. <laughs> uh, because reflections in the past grandstand catches, great slides to the plate, stolen bases, and the echo of applauding multitudes are very poor food for consolation. Appalling multitudes is an amazing way to describe your fans who just paid to watch your oozing eye ass slide in the second. <laughs> Nine. These motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't applaud These sick me. fucks. Don't applaud me. <laughs> because I felt called of God to do his service. Why isn't this number one? <laughs> if, if Sunday did all this for the great sacrifice of God, wouldn't this be number one? Look, as I sat down and I was writing out the list, and this one came to me later on, and I couldn't actually go back. I was writing in pen. I did not have a pencil. No eraser around. It was only, it was actually the eight reasons why you left baseball, and you were just like, fuck, I gotta add this one, and I guess I gotta make it even. <laughs> right. I gotta pick one more. <laughs> I do this to myself. <laughs> Number ten. <laughs> because of the anticipated contentment, now realized, which comes to any man who finds himself in the right place. This is all complete bullshit because Sunday still loved playing, ba loved baseball and the spotlight. It was very There's... obvious when he would come out in his full fucking baseball uniform some Sundays. 
<laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I just want to feel alive, like myself. Women put on their wedding dresses all the time, and no one bats an eye. <laughs> there is a somewhat famous picture of Billy Sunday and a young star in the making, Babe Ruth, at the oh, 1990 shit. spring training session in Florida. The great Bambino. Jacksonville. Ruth is in his Red Sox uniform. While the some goddamn reason Billy Sunday is dressed up in a full baseball uniform himself. What? <laughs> like I just said, he retired almost twenty years earlier. <laughs> uh, dude was like, I think it is fifties or sixties at this point. Uh, Sunday was in the still area fits, for a revival. Still fits. Look at this. <laughs> Look at it. Like a glove. <laughs> Snap. Ooh, elastic is still tight. <laughs> Sunday was in the area for a revival and wanted to meet the young star. So maybe he wasn't so sincere in his reasons of why he left the game of baseball. So he was. So he knew he was going to be meeting Baby Ruth. So he was like, make sure. Yeah. She was like, oh, shit. Make sure that he you guys purposely find my uniform. <laughs> no, they're like, he wait. purposely went to go meet Babe Ruth. Like he's at the ball field, oh and he God. can you? He just who's this fucker walking up in a baseball uniform like a fucking five year old? <laughs> hey guys, I want to play. You're my, oh my biggest. Uh, you're my biggest hero, Ruth. I don't. I was like, I don't know who that boy is, but he's walking up here like a goddamn <laughs> spider monkey. Look at those arms, <laughs> swinging like a fucking monkey. <laughs> he sounds like my car. What the fuck is going on? This guy's like sixty. <laughs> I swear to God, he keeps changing pace, and every time he does, he goes. <laughs> uh, Ruth would get traded the next year, or that I think later that year to to New York and. Uh, officially off the Red Sox, but uh, yeah, I That's found so it crazy, hilarious. Um, I just wrote this in last night, but I knew I saw the picture a couple months ago, and it just made me laugh. Like seeing a grown man best dressed in a baseball uniform. That's gotta be the that. owner. The owner is in the picture. The owner of the Red Sox, I believe, is in the picture, off to the left, looking grumpy as fuck. But he's in like a suit. Because he's probably like, I want to wear my fucking suit today too. I want to wear my goddamn uniform. Everybody's like, why is this guy dressing like an adult? What the fuck? That is the funniest thing to me. His his assistant's like, would you like me to uh, find your uniform? Find it. It's right here. It's on this bag. I keep this shit on me. Did you ever see Best in Show? Oh my god, a Mr. long Guess time movie. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. A long time There's ago. There's a part in that movie where the one dog is missing their toy, the Busy Bee. Okay. And uh, I forget which person, but they're screaming at Parker Posey to go back to the hotel and go get Busy Bee! And I just picture him <laughs> yelling at his assistant to go get his unit. Go get my baseball uniform! <laughs> <laughs> I can't go on without it! Um, so but I have a three-piece suit. This <laughs> <laughs> my mind <laughs> so fucking funny. This will make for a better picture. <laughs> I can't imagine Babe Ruth looking at this dude, being like, "What the fuck?" Right, and then Babe Ruth yeah. like the most seriously. Yeah, I I was thinking of that fucking scene from the uh, Batman and Robin. I think where like Robin first goes out to the car for to Alfred for his suit for the first time. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Here you are, Master Duke." <laughs> 
And he's like, yay! <laughs> he just runs out to the car. Quick change oh, up and I'm ready to go meet Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you believe it? The great Bambino, the Sultan of Swat. Yeah. And he just keeps saying those names to him while he's shaking his hand. <laughs> can't believe it, can't believe it. His feet are sticking out of the car while he's trying to stick his pants on. Like through his, he's got he put his cleats on first, like an idiot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yep. they get stuck going through the van, and he just gets crushed. <laughs> telling his assistant, like a five year old like, getting ready to go to his, his t ball game. <laughs> he puts his cleats on before he puts his pants on. So it's yeah, little, it's yeah. getting stuck in his pant leg. <laughs> his assistant's like, "We're oh, gonna go see God. who the the, ba- the great Bambi, the wimpy deer." All right, I'll I'll stop quoting the Sandlot now. It's all right. It's all right. I love that movie. Um, uh, Sunday was now a full-time Christian. He worked at the YMCA six days a week, 14 hours a day. Um, Before we continue, I've mentioned this organization before, but I'm sure we have all seen a a YMCA, um, but it stands for the Young Men's Christian Association. Um, But these weren't places you'd take the family to swim or summer camp for kids. Uh, they had athletic facilities, but they also uh, had residents for men to live. Um, yeah, they would they go did. to work, go to Bible study classes, and get a healthy injection of muscular Christianity. Yeah, they did. Um, 10 CCs. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song about that, right? Huh? Yeah. It's There's called a song un- about the. Oh, uh, yeah. It's called Unholy. <laughs> <laughs> Young men. Um, uh, Uh, That is where we're going to leave it for today. Um, Next week, sorry for all the baseball talk. I know some people might not enjoy sports. I hope we made it entertaining. Um, But next week, we'll get into the meat of uh, Sunday's rise, uh, his use of muscular Christianity, um, his fight against evolution, and what it was like to be on the sawdust trail. And we'll go into what that means. Um, Yeah, I think... I honestly think that it would probably be a good idea to talk about uh, creationism. That would probably be a good series to do. You know oh, yeah, I mean? like, absolutely. Because that was a big thing in my household, for sure. It was like the the, uh, the complete mocking of evolution constantly and shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was sitting there being like, <sighs> or anytime we watched anything that mentioned evolution, my father would immediately pause it or he would just get visibly mad. He was just like, "Why well, here they go yeah. putting pushing their shit on us again?" I'm like, oh. <laughs> "Yeah, the idea it'll be an interesting series because, or you know, even an episode." But like, it's just something I don't think about a lot. Yeah, my my that. evolution with it, uh, with the term evolution or the idea of it, you know, <laughs> you, you, I was mold, molded by it, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was, you know, you don't really think of another concept outside of creationism yeah um and it depends what you were raised in either you know you have the literal seven days or the the young earth or the old earth creationist you know it depends what you fell into but you're yeah. still falling into line that god created it um right. going from that to being like well maybe god used evolution after creation and then going, well, creation doesn't really make any sense. And this actually makes sense to going like, yeah, this is actually real. <laughs> and like, that is total bullshit. And, and like, I see that to reflect in the way that I've come to terms with the LGBTQ plus community and like going yeah. from one total negative to like complete rejection of, of it to 
a full embracement. Um, so yeah, well, I, it'll be interesting. The, the way you put that to, though is very, I think it's a great way to put any of the understanding that mm-hmm. a lot of us have like the method to understand things that we've all like applied to mis- mostly any of the shit that we're doing right now. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. opening your mind to just a small fraction of understanding. And then once you do that, then you start to understand more about the whole thing. And then you realize, Oh, if yeah. I can do that with this, I can apply it to this. And then, Oh, and then your empathy opens back up and it's like, you're clearing yeah. your sinuses out. It's weird. Yeah. It's so simple, but it's hard work. Right. It's like, blow it, your fucking nose, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It might hurt. You might get some blood in there. You ever get used the neti- out though? You ever used the neti potty when that shit runs oh, oh, God. down your throat? <laughs> you don't get it right. You're gonna get it right eventually. <laughs> Just keep working at it. Yeah, I love. Tr- I I love when I was cleaning out my kids' sinuses and then they puke into the sink. Uh, it was always great. <laughs> and then my wife be in the background hearing my kids puke, and she'd be. I go. Yeah, so, it's messy great. work. It's messy, work. <laughs> but you got to do it sometimes. Yeah, man. Um, so it's gonna suck, but you know we that's go gonna, through it. Um, that's gonna be our new uh, catchphrase. Instead of an evangelical podcast, it's gonna be your own person, <laughs> your spiritual neti potty. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, but yeah, the muscular Christianity is gonna reflect a lot of um what what the church is today, and, and you know we go we talked about that men's conference a couple times and. Uh, yeah, the toxic masculinity was something fucking I wild. Yeah. yeah, um, and that's a heavy, heavy portion of next week. But he, it's going to be used a lot and woven into different things. Mm-hmm. Where he'll use it with alcohol, he'll use it yeah. with, uh, you know, with, um, worker. I mean, I don't really talk about workers' rights that much, but he uses it with that. He uses it with a lot of different things. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, that was even evolution so yeah like being like not manly and shit basically yeah like a real man yeah. would not do this or let this happen a real man god dude and yeah, he makes was... a lot of great points i i'm not gonna lie he mm-hmm. he makes some good points you know a real yeah, you man were saying that earlier for, you were like you know, he's you with his family and they provide yeah yeah before we recorded yeah. you were like all the things he said about race you were like yes yeah he was spot- <laughs> <laughs> i don't agree with his tactics how he went about it but you know the core yeah. message uh yeah uh yeah uh but the, i i and I'll, I'll go over next week and i feel like i'm mumbling or just stammering on but no, uh, no you're not he you're doesn't not. make a distinction between physical fitness and what an actual man is like he doesn't he doesn't see somebody being physically fit as not manly um so there's a distinction there between that and muscular so, toxic christianity today okay so um, that's that so that's the silver lining yeah so and, he was and this he, still very tropical storm yes yes <laughs> so grasp on that where he was like you could be a frail piece of shit and still be a man i don't like that um, quote so, hamilton all the time but there's a little <laughs> line that goes in the eye of the hurricane there is quiet for just a moment <laughs> absolutely so yeah join us next week for uh billy sunday part two uh we have three 
three uh, episodes. Uh, I think the third one is the worst. Um, but uh, yeah, next week is going to be interesting. Billy and, Sunday uh, too. It's even sunnier. <laughs> it's always Sunday. I'm sunny on Billy. Ah, cut that out. It's always sunny on Billy. Yeah. It's always Billy and Sunny Delphia. <laughs> it's always sunny in Billy Delphia. <laughs> oh God. Uh, hey, you worked it out. Shit. Well, you give me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the name all of right. The episode, just so you know. <laughs> It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Uh, and uh, I want to thank the band Iron Cheek for letting us, letting us use their song. Those heads are our heads for our intro and outro song. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, want everybody to look me up and follow me on Instagram if you'd like to. Or on uh, at set seven. What? Calls you a whore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seventeen underscore seconds, which is my cure site or cure Instagram page, uh, or Chaz X Cure on uh, on Instagram Chaz also. Cure. Yeah, Chaz X Cure, Harlot. Um, <laughs> you can listen to my other podcast, The Holy Hour, where Gavin, Antonio, and I talk all things cure related, um, and uh, Donovan. <laughs> what? The horror said, hour? Is that what I you said? said horror related. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all things horror related. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I uh, a song I'm listening to a lot right now. Uh, I want to. I just want to tell everybody a song that's good. Uh, sorry, I'm really out of it right now. Uh, shit. I thought of a good TV show just called Hoarders, but it's like it has to deal with. Uh, sex what? workers, hoarders, like like. Hoarders. There's already a show called Hoarders, right? Dealing with people that hoard, but like that you have another show called Hoarders, and it just deals with uh, women of the night. I was thinking that you were gonna talk. It was a it was a special thing where they tell they show you how to make your own special doors. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a, this is a sliding glass one. <laughs> this is Hoarders, get it? Four doors. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like horrors of the doors. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Let's move. Let's, where I'm trying to get through this, Donovan. Oh, I'm sorry. You were you're backing me up. Still filling my space. <laughs> no, I want to just uh, go listen to The Rebirth of Slick. That's, that's one nice. of the, the greatest songs ever written. The bass line comes in and it's fucking great. The flow of it's phenomenal. Just go, go re-listen to The Rebirth of Slick and enjoy yourself. That's what I'll give you today. Absolutely, and go follow me yeah. on Instagram because I'm please also do. Whore. It's underscore DJ Med D M E D underscore. I've been posting uh, some um, fun videos. Follow us on Patreon, please, or or go support us, please. Uh, Patreon slash XCOM Pod. Uh, yep. We have a bunch of cool stuff on there. We're working on some T-shirts. Um, we got that in the works. That'll we got be going samples to coming our... to us right yeah. now. Those will be going out free of charge for our VeggieTail members, but mm-hmm. will be also available for sale for all our Patreon members with, a di- I believe, a discount, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then it'll be available for all our listeners without a discount. Yeah. So support like us. Because YouTube, but not as much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check out our Patreon, please. We have an extra show on there. We're working on extra content. We're... We're doing two meetups a month now, too, so we can make sure we can cover people that can only go to meet- uh, morning meetings and ones that can only go to evening meetings. Or you can go to both. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you can you can go to both. We would love to have you at both, actually. So. We have uh, our Discord, all that good stuff. So please go check it out. Yeah, please do. Um, and then we also have a Facebook group that's kicked mm-hmm. around a little bit. Um, XCOM Pods, Godless Lights. Yeah, so that's more community. That's absolutely. We want more community. Get to that's, know each other, mm-hmm. talk, help each other. Uh, that's what this is all about. Uh, is, you know. So, uh, and that's an open group, and it's not just for the podcast. It can be anyone for that's an evangelical or anyone looking to leave any church or just support. Anyone can join. Yeah, yeah please do. Uh, so, yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, peace be with you. And with your spirit. And everybody say. I like my looks, I like my personality. I sent you the picture. Okay, okay. I got it. Um, so check it out. Wow. Wearing that outfit. I cannot imagine. I think it's weird when I see a sports star in their own interview. Like like if I'm wearing a jersey or something. Mm-hmm. Like, hey champ! Like I'm wearing your stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. I was Even thinking, though I have a bunch of jerseys, I'm just like, hey. Yeah, no, I totally get that. If I ever meet a celebrity or anything, I never want to be wearing their shit. Yeah, that's why I only wear dead sports star stuff. What are you gonna wear when you go see the cure? Uh, a bunch of cure shirts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy. Hey man, what's your favorite band? I get it. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much 90% of my wardrobe. <laughs>